More than five years ago now, I started listening to one of my all-time favorite podcasts. It was a podcast called How I Built This with Guy Raz, and it came along at a time when I honestly most needed it. After the initial success and growth of my first business, The Choc Pot, it's a dessert bar in Sydney, we were in one of our cyclical downturns. At that time, we had four stores running, but sales were struggling. I was in mediation with a particular landlord and trying to negotiate rental abatement with another. We couldn't pay bills and we had to start downshifting the number of staff we had working. It was honestly a really dark and horrendous time for us. Listening to this podcast, How I Built This, and the stories that each guest shared made me feel like I was not as alone in the entrepreneurship world. And not only that, but each and every one of these entrepreneurs had their own downturn stories and had somehow found a way out of it, which gave me this immense amount of hope that we would also hopefully be able to do the same. At the time, I was so, so grateful to Guy and his guests for creating this outlet for me. And it got me wondering, with all this value that he was giving, what was he actually getting in return? Because in this world of capitalism, let's let's just be honest, everything has some type of value exchange. I was a listener of his podcast, but I had no idea how the podcasting world actually worked. How was he getting paid to do this? And then it hit me, of course. Like any other medium, he and NPR were building this huge audience with amazing content so that they could get paid to run ads. So for the longest time, this was my frame of reference and what made me hesitant to get into podcasting because my frame of reference was that my podcast had to be huge, huge by way of listeners in order to monetize it in any way. But this is not the only way to monetize a podcast and in fact should not be the way that we we experts monetize our podcasts, especially especially when we are starting with a small, small audience. So what is that way? What is the only way that we need to be monetizing our podcasts and how do we do it? That's exactly what we're going to be diving into in this episode. My name is Deidre Shen, the CEO and co-founder of Capshow, the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter, and this is the Grow My Podcast Show. Hey, hey, you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Grow My Podcast Show. My name is Deidre Shen, the CEO and co-founder of Capshow, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about the only way to monetize a podcast, especially when you are an expert. And when I say expert, I mean coach, consultant, service provider, right? Anyone who does something so super cool to help make an impact on this world. Now, if you have listened to the first episode of this podcast, you would know that I made over $200,000 in my first year podcasting. It was actually $223,000 to be exact. And I didn't do that through ad revenue. Nope. I, it was in a completely different way that I monetized that podcast, a completely different way that I happened. I feel like I stumbled upon it 
almost accidentally. It was definitely not by design. I think it it kind of came together so that it felt like it was by design by the end of it. But yeah, when we started, there was there was no design happening. So at the time, I was running a coaching business called The Growth Boss, which was helping e-commerce business owners grow their businesses. So I'd started a podcast because my mentor, Russell Brunson, had told me to, but that was the extent. That was the extent of all I knew. I didn't know how to get people to listen to it, and I certainly didn't know how to monetize it. Now, in the first episode of the Grow My Podcast show, and honestly, in all the episodes since then, I laid out exactly what I did to start to grow it, to get more people listening to the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to deep dive into how we then monetized it to actually be able to do the multiple six figures in just that first year of podcasting. Sound good? So stick with me. We're going to take a quick ad break. And when we come back, I'm going to unveil the only way to monetize a podcast with a small audience and take you through the one, two, three steps of exactly how to do this. Are you ready to reach more people on more platforms in a lot less time with your podcast? Well, it's time to meet every podcaster's new best friend, Capture. Capture is the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter and the fastest way to market and grow your podcast. In just 10 minutes or less, Capture will turn your episode audio file into an episode title, description, show notes, social media captions for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok, a promotional email, blog post, LinkedIn article, YouTube description, and full transcript. All of the drafts it creates for you are fully editable and downloadable. All you have to do is just upload your episode audio, wait for it to generate the drafts for you, and view and edit these drafts and download them to use in all of your marketing content. But before you think that Capture is just another robot that just writes words for you, I have to tell you about what makes Capture different. You see, Capture's AI has a very robust mix of human intelligence mixed into it. Capture was created by marketers so that every piece of copy it writes for you is infused with content honey traps so that your podcast episode stops the scroll and hooks your audience in to listen. But don't just take my word for it. Capture is offering you a free trial so you can see the magic for yourself for your podcast. Sign up takes less than 30 seconds and nope, there is no credit card required. Just head on over to www.capture.com and sign up for a free trial. That's www.capsho.com and sign up for a free trial today. So I was just talking about my first coaching business called The Growth Boss and how I finally figured out how to monetize the podcast that we had started for that business. So let me set some context for that particular podcast. It was it was not huge. I think at the time I had maybe a couple dozen listeners who were consistently listening to the podcast. And yet not only was I able to grow that podcast to hundreds of consistent listeners, but I was able to do multiple six figures in that first year podcasting. So what is the key? The only way to monetize a podcast with a small audience, what is that key? It is to use your podcast as a specific lead gen and conversion engine. To help me take you through the three steps on exactly how to do this, I have my co-founder, Bonarai, here with me. 
Hello. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's get straight into how we actually monetize our podcast, especially when we have a small audience. Mm. So step number one, the first thing that you need to do is you have to actually create valuable podcast content that speaks directly to your ideal client, Ooh. right? Even if that audience is small. So we talked in another episode, I forgot what number it was, but it was all about <laughs> niching down. Yes. And honestly, how game-changing that was even for us, for our business and in, like for Capture specifically what, mm. what, we are, what we're doing now. So mm. that's always going to be the starting point. And everyone tells you this, so it's not like we're... We're saying something totally mind-blowing, but it is so, so true, right? You start with your ideal, who is that ideal client, and you create valuable content specific to them. Yes. And the reason why I say valuable, I mean, I think a lot of us sometimes have aspirations. I know I suddenly did when we started our first podcast. I don't know how valuable it was. <laughs> we just got on and we just started chatting. Yes. And honestly... I know I'm like this. I, we've had this conversation, Bonnie, you and I, where you could probably listen to a conversation. Mm. I can't. I'm, yeah, as a, as a podcast, yes. Yes, I can't. I'm like, I tune out. I'm like, I don't want to hear about what you had for breakfast. And <laughs> funnily enough, that was one of the things we talked about. Was, right? Yeah, I know. And I'm like, why do we do that? I don't even like that kind of content. But you get so <laughs> caught up in, well, you're having fun. You're creating this relationship on this podcast but you're not necessarily thinking about the listener. Yes. And I think that's exactly right. Like what you were saying, where if it is for someone who, yeah, they are look, looking for a lifestyle and whatever, something to listen to while they're cleaning or something, that that's different. Yes. So this is, you're an expert. You're trying to teach your end client something before yes. they even get to know you or before they've even come into your world. Yes. So with that lens on, yes, it makes a lot of sense that yeah. it's not really adding value. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I mentioned even before that the, the key really is to use your podcast as a lead gen and, con and conversion mm. machine. Because I've spoken to a lot of podcasts. So I have another podcast called The Podcasting Entrepreneur and I interview experts who podcast yes. and I ask them, have they had success? How they, you know, how have they used their podcast to actually monetize? And time and time again, the common thread is actually as a conversion mechanism. Because mm. Really interestingly, there have been a couple of consultants who've been like, they've been on sales calls with potential clients and they're like, look, I'm not even going to sign you on yet. I need you to go listen to my podcast, yes. these particular episodes so that you know how I work, you yes. know how I think. And if you buy in, if that, if you're behind that, then awesome, we can work together. Mm. And it's a really, really effective conversion mechanism because, yeah, it is you sharing your knowledge, your experience, your stories, the yeah. value that you add. So it is super, super powerful. Now, if you're just hopping on and having a chat, like that doesn't really show the value that you add. Mm. So this is why it's so important that you just get, I mean, and I, I again, I've done another podcast about storytelling. So it's not to say go straight into Talking about the things, it's like you do need to bring yourself into, you need to bring experiences, you need to be a bit vulnerable and share how it is that you actually learned or earned these things. Yes. But that is what people are buying into, mm. into yeah. you as an expert. That's right, because it doesn't mean that you skip that connection part because that is very helpful, very, very important because it's the lubricant for them to actually listen to the value part of what you're doing. But yeah, absolutely. That, that that makes a lot of sense that you're building that rapport through the lens of what they're looking to learn. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Totally. And this, this value is actually going to have, it's going to be what people, it's going to be how you get your audience to actually binge listen 
yes. to your whole podcast. Yes. And actually through that binge listening, that's how they're going to feel like they know you. So if you're looking to use your podcast as a lead gen machine, mm. this is it. Mm. This is how you do it, right? Mm. Create valuable, valuable content that speaks directly to them. Like literally they could be listening to you. You're listing out their pain points and they're like, oh my gosh, how is she in my head right now? <laughs> right? Yes. This is how you bank up. And again, I spoke about the seven hour rule. You want your audience to be with you for at least seven hours because by the time they do that, they're like, I'm in. Mm -hmm. This person knows me. They know where I'm at. They know how to get me out of this pain and this, this, these things that I'm feeling right yes. now. Yes. And so that's why you have to make sure you have to have to ensure that your podcast has that valuable content, valuable to that specific your specific audience. Mm. So that's step Love number that. one. Love it. Okay. So then step number two is you have to have one offer and one funnel. Now I, I actually in the honey trap marketing book that I've just authored and it's on Amazon now. Yay! So definitely go check that out. Honey, it's called honey trap marketing. I talk about this concept called lead attracting conversion event, mm -hmm. lace for short, lead attracting conversion event. Now, the reason why I call it a lead tracking conversion event is because again, as experts, so coaches, consultants, service providers, there's always a conversion event that we're sending people to. Mm. A lot of times it's a sales call, but other times it might be a webinar. It might be a challenge. There are a whole host of different things that you could be getting your audience to in order to convert them. Mm. And why they're lead attracting is because they're also very effective to get someone completely cold. So to attract them with this thing that they're going to learn, this thing that they're going to do, these outcomes that they're going to get. And you use that as not only to attract them as a lead, but mm. also to convert them at the same time, mm. which I'm all about efficiency. So I love <laughs> that concept, right? Of just get them in at that same point. So let's talk about, yeah, how you, you need to have, and again, this was <laughs> actually only a couple of weeks ago that our coach gave us a dressing down about this. <laughs> this happens way too often. <laughs> but we hopped on. One funnel is a trigger word for us now. We're like, oh, yes, only one funnel. Yeah, because we hopped on a coaching call and we were like so proud of ourselves because as we always, I think it's like if we're ever proud of ourselves, do not hop on a coaching call. I think we've worked because <laughs> we're just going to get beaten down. <laughs> no, it was awesome. It, it was, yeah, it was. So basically we had, we have our beta funnel, I guess. It's mm. it's the way that we're getting people into our world to test our software. And that's really because we want feedback on it. Yes. And it's been incredibly, we've been so touched by the amount of, I guess, interest and people who've just been clamoring to get in, which has been awesome. But we are a startup and we do at some point need to start monetizing something. We yes. need to start making money. Yes. So we were like, okay, well, let's launch a challenge funnel that will help people not only use the software, which does some awesome, awesome things, but actually the, now with all this time freed up, what, did, what else can they do to actually promote their podcast? Yes. How can they make this content that Capture is creating for them work for them? Mm. And so that's what we we were like, we'll just do a challenge around it because we yeah. know the challenge model really well. Yeah. We'll so, do a paid challenge and then we'll be able to monetize while we're getting people into it. Exactly. Exactly. And what a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so we hop on the coaching call and Coach Carl, if you're listening to this, hello. <laughs> we love you. But he yeah, gave us a dressing down because he was like, guys, you have all these people who are clamoring to get into beta. You have this one funnel that is working. Why on earth would you try to stand up another funnel? And, you know, we do the whole thing. Of, but for this reason and for that reason and this, and he's just like, well, no. it's more capable than other people. <laughs> yeah, we've got more 
all people are done. He's just like, no. <laughs> Which is great. Like at the time, we do not like hearing that feedback. But then afterwards, because again, we're very coachable, we take that away and we're like, okay, how can we think about this differently? How can we make this work? And we know, I mean, now we're on the other side of it and we're like, oh God, dang it. He was right. But yeah, he was right the whole time. Focus on one funnel, one offer and one funnel. And so what we've done, because we do still have to monetize it, but we, with our beta funnel, we actually are going to monetize it as upsells and OTOs on the back end of that. So we yes. kind of almost combined the two funnels. So we still only have one funnel, but honestly, being able to do that means that we can just talk about this one thing. Yep. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Every ad that you will hear is likely going to be about this one thing. Mm. Every email that we send out, it's going to be about this one thing. So that's why it's so important to just focus on one thing and have and just drive people deliberately, intentionally to that thing. And it's such a liberating thing around simplicity, creating room for more creativity, because like we said, we've got one funnel now, but having one funnel doesn't mean you just have the one way of approaching it. Now we can think about what are all the different ways we can drive people to this funnel and what are the different ways we can monetize that funnel. Mm -hmm. So the, the funnel itself is just the, but having, it's almost like re getting rid of all of the different ways because then that frees up this capacity to think about all of the different ways you can actually get people there. Yes. One of which includes your podcast and then all of the different ways we can monetize that yes. once the people are in. Totally. And so if I talk, think about the growth boss, uh, when we had that coaching business, our one funnel at the time, we had a challenge funnel. So mm -hmm. every month we would run a free five-day challenge. And that was what we were just talking about over and over and over again. Yes. And literally people would come and podcast, they would sign up because they heard it, heard about it. And by the time they were in the challenge, they had spent so much time listening to us that it very quickly became listening to us either through the challenge and also through the podcast because again we would hop on on boarding calls mm. and they would mention the fact that they listened to the podcast yes right yeah. like that was a, such a common theme so this is why it's so important going back to step one of this is keep providing value because that's what that's what keeps them keeps them mm. on there because it's oh wow yeah I implemented this one thing that you spoke about and that already I already saw results like what else do you have <laughs> Yeah. If, if I just paid for it. Yeah. And if you are doing a date-based thing like we were doing with live challenges, it, it yeah, builds that momentum in the meantime because they while they're waiting for the challenge to start, they're yes. consuming your content. If it's an evergreen challenge, I mean, they can unlock it straight away. Yes. And I think it just it just does, like you said, does a really good job of either keeping them really warm or keeping them really excited, both yes. of which are like really hard things to do when you're trying to run your business and yeah. acquire new people as well. So I think this has a lot of power. And it just also reminded me another client of ours who I speak to spoke to just recently, she's implemented the same thing, right? It's just the and her one funnel right now because she's busy building and she's taking on one-on-one -on -one clients while building out her digital part of her business is it's just a, a CEO profile quiz. So regardless of where her organic content or everything just goes to this one quiz where because she serves CEOs. Yeah they create a CEO profile and it gives them a sense of, and then it helps her on the back end to figure out where this person would sit on her value ladder. And, and for them, they get something, I think they, from filling out the quiz, they get some, you know, initial uh, value again, because mm. they can get a sense of how she works. Yes. And it's a great uh, vetter as well for yes. people. So I think, again, there's lots of different ways you could do it. Challenge is one way, but as long as it just, everything is going to the one funnel, I think it's just a much more efficient and smarter way of working. Totally. Totally. Okay. So, a quick recap. So the first thing is create valuable podcast content that speaks directly to your ideal client. Second step is to just have the one lead attracting conversion event funnel that you are always, always driving your 
ideal, your potential client to. And then the third step, which is much, much more tangible thing. Now that you know that you've got your great podcast content and you've got your, your ideal clients binge listening to it, you've then, you know where it is that you're driving them. So the third part, which is where Bonner definitely, I want, I want, I want you to share about how you do this, but it is about then constructing an ad read to that funnel. Mm. And so this podcast is actually a really great example of that because you would probably, as you're listening to this episode, you would know that we do an ad read in the middle of it. And if you didn't know, if you don't know our voices by now, Bono is actually the one who creates and does the ad reads. Hello there. <laughs> this, is, this is my ad read voice. <laughs> so Bono, I do want you to talk our audience through how to actually construct or create that. Ad. How do they think through an effective ad read. Mm. And sorry, just before we, we get into that, this is so important because a lot of us think that we need the only way that we can monetize or the only way we can have any kind of ads on our podcast is if someone pays for it. Mm. You guys, you already have something so valuable and something like that is making you money. Why wouldn't you use your podcast to do your own ad reads? Yeah. Right. It's a no brainer. So I hope that that's I, I, I don't. I didn't know if I had to say that or not. I think. Well, I'm glad you did because I, I was going to say it. I, I was going to tell the story of how when you first mentioned it to me, I was like, but it was so silly now. But yes. I'm like, a, like you said, you have to be paid for it, and b, it has to be someone else. Yeah. Right? Why did I miss that? Because that's all I've listened to on podcasts. Like you say, exactly. I bought this where the host is reading for someone else. Yes. But this makes so much sense. I was like, I just remember not feeling really uncomfortable, but going, oh yeah, yeah. But, you know, I didn't, I never thought of that. Yes. I never thought of that. Because bottom line is you are a business yourself, right? You have a business, market the heck out of that business. Everyone's like, oh yeah. (laughs) And your podcast, you have a platform already. So use it, use it, use it, use it. But this is only really effective again, if you've done the first two steps, right? Know who it is that you're speaking to and actually know where it is that you're sending them. Because your ad becomes super simple. Yeah. And you have to keep changing it one call to action that is consistent that each and every week or however many times you drop an episode that your audience is listening to it, they know what's coming up and they're like, oh yeah, I meant to do that thing. Mm. Let me go. It's a reminder. It's a reminder. You know, so anyways, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Please, but it's so important. <laughs> Definitely make that adjustment like I had to first. Yes. I think I almost did a funny satirical version before we actually got into doing proper ad reads because yes. it was so neat. But the way that I think about ad reads is very, very simple. I think about them in four different sections and I'm going to go into each of these sections separately. So the first thing, like anything, is you need an attention grabber. So it doesn't mean that you have to be all crazy, depending on your tone of voice. But when we think about a sales page, it's always the headline, right? So when we're reading something, we're quickly scanning what the title says before we decide so like that every you know everyone's reaching for the ad skip button right yes. which you have recently discovered yeah. the, the skip button on, on on when you listen to a podcast so that first part is really really important so here are a few different ways that you can have a super effective attention grabbing introduction to your ad read and remember it's just one sentence so the first thing one of our favorites is to state a specific problem that you know your ideal client is having but mm-hmm. only they would understand. So back in the growth boss days, I remember one of the episodes we did, again, not in this very strategic way, but that kept coming up when we were talking to clients was we talked about you know one of the very specific pain points that e-commerce business owners have, which is just seeing the inventory pile up that they haven't been able to sell. Yes. It's just the worst stress in the world that they think other business owners rightfully don't really understand because if you're an online business owner and you sell info products you're not thinking you're, you're trying to get sales but nothing is banking up for you in that physical way yes. so yeah. that pain is so specific 
and so painful. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, somebody gets it. Yeah. You know? So I think just state that, for example, what's worth considering at all the inventory piling up. Could be in your house, could be in your warehouse, depending, doesn't matter which size, yes. the pain is the same. Yeah. The second, a second way that you can really grab attention is just immediately start off with a result that you know your ideal customer is after. So people are either trying to avoid pain or they're seeking pleasure. We know this about mm -hmm. human beings. So this is very simple. Just go for something that, you know, a result, make it specific that someone is going for. So for example, for Capture, imagine never having to write your podcast show notes from scratch again. If someone said that to me, I am there. <laughs> I writing show notes. We, we have heard this time and again. Our ideal person is like, oh my gosh, show notes. Yes. But imagine never having tried them from scratch again, right? People are like, tell me more. I'm not skipping this ad. Yeah. <laughs> not the sexiest thing, but. And then the third way of uh, grabbing attention is sharing a statistic or a fun fact. Again, it depends on sort of how, what, which way you buy. Because then again, people love facts. And I'm not saying make up these things. But definitely pick strategically, yes. right? So we we talk a lot about the the pod fade that people feel like our current yes. clients can feel. And then it's like 75% of podcasts that ever started don't exist anymore. Yeah. And that's a really useful statistic for us to share because people go, oh, okay, that means I am in that 25%, let me keep going. Yeah. But also that I am at risk of this yeah. happening. So I think really think about what are those statistics that you can share to, to hook people to say, wait, this is relevant. Yes, love that. So that is the first part of the ad read. Just grab your attention, grab their attention, make sure that there is hit skip. Then the next thing you wanna do, again, very concisely, is explain exactly how your product or solution solves their problem, their specific problem, right? So you've set the context for what they, it is that they need solved. Mm -hmm. Then, and this should be, you should have something that if anyone asks what you do, this is where you can test it. Yes. Because if you tell them the process, then people may not actually, but really what is the outcome? So for hours for capture, it's going to turn your episode file into episode title, description, show notes, social media captions, transcript, and a promotional email. People are like, wow, I'm sold. Yeah. I normally hire someone to do this or I don't even do it at all. Where do I sign up? Yes. For something like the growth boss and we're talking about the challenge, we were like, with our e-commerce business owners, in just five days, an hour a day is all you need. You're gonna walk away with this irresistibly irresistible product offer that will fly off the shelves. People are like, I've been struggling to get my product sold. Where do I sign up? So it's just that main result that you're speaking to that people are looking for. Sorry, your people are looking for and just want to state it. Mm -hmm. So it's the second part of the ad read. And then the third part of the ad read, this one I would say is, is mandatory, but sometimes you may not have. So you've got to think about this a little bit creatively is can you give social proof for what you just said, yeah. essentially. And maybe when you're first starting out, you have to get a little bit creative, yes. but some really powerful social proof that you can share is customer customer testimonials, of course. You can spotlight a positive review, or you can even mention it and say, check it out in our show notes if it's a little bit long. People have press coverage. Again, we know we feel how we feel about PR sometimes, but it is it is powerful. It yes, is powerful. Totally. It's as simple as saying, as seen on blast. Yes. So just don't forget, don't, don't, I, I struggle with this, but toot your own horn. Yes. <laughs> this is where you can do it. It doesn't have to be a whole section on it. Just mention it. If you've, if you've worked hard to get it, you need to milk that baby. Yeah. So for us, one of our feed, recent feedback that we got from one of our closed beta testers, my jaw literally dropped. I just want to say that in an ad <laughs> somewhere, right? Everything I hate about podcasting, this program does for me. So I think even just that line, yes, people will relate because people who love podcasting, there's bits they hate about it. Yes. So I think that sort of thing you really want to include in your ad read if you can as well. And then fourth and finally, very, very clear CTA, 
as per step two of, of the framework that you've just been talking through, have one offer and one funnel. So you only have one CTA. Yes. This is the very, very simple thing you need to do. Go and sign up for this challenge. Go and sign up for Capture Beta. Yeah. And then, of course, spell out the URL, which is one thing that I am still working on remembering to do. Always spell it out. And, of course, remind them that it's in the show notes for them to just click on through. But clear CTA, one CTA, don't forget to state it. And, and normally I like to do it twice just so people, as they listen to it, can just quickly jot yeah. it down as well. And by the way, pro tip on that CTA, this is something I learned from Dave Jackson, actually, from School of Podcasting. He was like, a lot of people... And, you know, don't beat yourself up if you do this as well, because I know that Bonna did when she initially uh, was doing ad reads was you just, you, you speed up and you just want to get through the CTA. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the bit we have to ask people to do something. Yeah. Or it's like less boring, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah whatever. Yeah. And so, and he was like, no, no, you have to do the exact opposite. You have mm. to slow down and be very intentional with all the words that you're actually using in your CTA, because this is when you want people to really listen and know what to do. So that's just a pro tip, right? Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you get to the part of saying, do this thing, slow down and just very intentionally <laughs> tell them to sign up to the Capture Beta program for free at beta.capture.com. <laughs> See what I did? Ad read both. That's right. That's my ad read voice. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. So, love it. so just to recap. Okay. So, <laughs> three steps. This is the only way to monetize your podcast with a small audience. And I'm so glad that I'm talking to you, podcasters, you experts who podcast, because you have something so compelling already that you should be like, you should be milking that. So use your podcast as your stage, as your platform to do ad reads to your conversion event. Okay, so what are the three steps to do that? Step number one, just focus on creating valuable, valuable podcast content that is speaking directly to your ideal client. Step number two, determine just one, only have one lead attracting conversion event funnel. Okay. And then step number three is just to do an ad read to that funnel. And obviously that ad read has to be in your podcast. <laughs> so you don't have to do the ad read and then, I don't know, not do anything with it. But, you know, yeah, that's you step five of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put your ad read into your podcast. But there are areas, right? So that's what, what we commonly call either pre-roll, which is at the start of your podcast, post-roll, which is at the end, or mid-roll, which is what we do, which is in the middle of your podcast. So those are the three steps. If you guys, are we going to, we're going to share a cheat sheet yes. in the show notes. Yes. So definitely head to the show notes, get in the cheat sheet if you want this on one page. <laughs> definitely get in the cheat sheet. <laughs> the cheat sheet. <laughs> Insert yourself in there. <laughs> get in, get in on the cheat sheet. Yeah. Okay. That's and if you, so yeah, get in, get in on the cheat sheet. That's in the show notes. Get in on beta capture if you haven't already, because why would you? It's a no brainer. And if you like this episode, please take a screenshot share it on your socials, tag, tag us, tag me. You don't need to tag Bonna. I think no. she's private anyway. <laughs> tag Deidre Shed, D-E-I-R-D-R-E-T-S-H-I-E-N. Thank you. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. 